You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You've heard Mark K. filling in on The Herman Cain Show. Now, he's on every day at 11 a.m. This is The Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV. It's time for Marky Mark! <laughs> I, was, I, I assume he's talking about me. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Yeah, hopefully, is, is, is the real Marky Mark going to be here? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. oh, there he is. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, my name is Marque. This is the Marque Show. And uh, Rich Jones was just saying to me, hey, I wonder if the Democrats are going to have a train wreck, too, on the way to their retreat, which would make sense because the Democrats want everything the Republicans have. The Republicans had a memo about FISA warrants and, uh, you know, the bastardization of the process. Now, the Democrats want a memo about the same thing because, well, the Republicans have one. And, uh, you know, they're looking they could vote and release that uh, even as much as they, you know, we know we're going to get into the memo. I promise we're going to get into the memo first, but I think we need to start with the the real important topic today. The real important thing that's happening in the world that you should know about. You should know about this because in the city of Philadelphia, sometime last night, sometime after the final play of the Super Bowl and now there was a, a young gentleman, well, probably not a gentleman, a very young guy who at the urging of onlookers celebrated the first ever Super Bowl win by the Philadelphia Eagles on his hands and knees uh, while eating horse poop. And this is one of the you know, there's a lot of fake news in the world. And, you know, we we try to differentiate. We, and I wish this were I wish this were fake news, but it's not. There is a uh, there's a new uh, Super Bowl celebration, apparently, that involves, you know, eating horse poop. And uh, and filming it, and of course everyone then posting it on the internet. I wouldn't watch the video. Just trust me, you, you know it's, it's bad enough to hear about it, but it's happening in Philadelphia because in Philadelphia they are so excited that they won their first Super Bowl title, and we're excited for them. I mean, anytime somebody beats the Patriots, you have to be happy. The Patriots kept the Jaguars out of the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles kept the Patriots. It's great. It's like karmic. I love it. You know, we'll get back to it. last year. The Patriots beat a team named after a bird. This year, they lost to a team named after something about birds. Very exciting. Uh, so in Philadelphia, of course, as you can imagine, a city which is renowned and known and notorious and infamous for having really horrible sports fans. I mean, people that just don't even give a crap about anybody. No, I probably shouldn't have said that's no pun intended. I probably shouldn't have said give a crap when they were talking about eating poop. But anyway, they they are just the notoriously most vulgar and and disgusting and hardcore, ruthlessly evil fans that they are, and they love it and they pride. Them. I mean, they would take all of that as a compliment. I mean, if you're an if you're an Eagles fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These are not these are not negative terms. This is exactly how Eagles fans uh, pride themselves. So yesterday, of course, when the city, when they won the Super Bowl, the city just went crazy. Fires, uh, you know, just mayhem, rioting, uh, you know, the, the, the aforementioned disgusting act that I just talked about. There was a, a the Omni, there was, or the Ritz Carlton, rather, the, <laughs> what happened was one guy crawls up onto the awning of the Ritz Carlton, which is about, looks to be like about probably, 
don't know, 10 feet in the air, maybe a little less. And he's standing there with a couple of other dudes, and there's a big crowd. And he gets the crowd chanting, and then all of a sudden he turns around and he just falls backward like a like a massive trust fall, they're calling it. Insane trust fall. <laughs> and he just falls back into the crowd, which I'm okay with. You know, I get that. I understand that. I understand that. You crawl up in an awning. You're excited about your team. You fall backwards. into It's like stage diving. Sure, evidently people caught him, and he seemed to be okay. Then, of course, more people crawled up onto the Ritz-Carlton on, or the, uh, yeah, the Ritz-Carlton awning, and the more people you get onto an awning, the less stable it's going to be. And then all of a sudden, the entire awning just collapses. Bam! It's down. Everybody's fallen at least 10 feet. Most of them are probably drunk, so they're not feeling any pain, or at least they weren't at the moment. They could be tonight or today, when and if they wake up. But you know what? I can understand that, too. I can understand the awning collapsing. Because everybody's so excited that they just jump on top and then you're like, oh, my God, we forgot. It's just an awning. And then it goes. I can understand the people wanting to crawl on the on the on the telephone poles and the and the traffic. poles. They went around 100, 100 of these poles, these telephone poles and these traffic poles, whatever, all around the city. The light poles, they were greased with motor oil by the police. They had motor oil and they had large, you know, almost like uh, paintbrushes or, or what do you get, the roller brushes. And they were greasing up the light poles because after the NFC game, they knew people were going to climb. They, they used Crisco shortening. That didn't work. It wasn't able to keep the people off the poles. Again, however, last night, people were once again crawling up on the poles, trying to, you know, uh, I don't know, get a better vantage point or just have people take pictures, trying to get attention or just to celebrate the uh, the incredible win of the Eagles over the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And all that, like I said, seems common. A Prius was tipped over. Uh, no one's going to fault you, but that's expected. If you leave a Prius parked on the street in Philadelphia the night they win the Super Bowl, you should really expect that that car is going to get get demolished at some point. But the thing about eating the horse excrement, I just don't understand that. I just don't get what I think that, you know, the they talked about how ridiculous the touchdown celebrations in the end zone were this season. But if this is how we're going to celebrate a team winning the Super Bowl, then I'm I'll be honest with you. I don't want Jacksonville. I don't want Jacksonville to win if that's what's going to happen. Do you really think that if Jacksonville had won the game last night that we would have rioted and burned down our city? What the heck is going on in Philadelphia? I mean, again, that's a that's a legitimate question. That is a legitimately that's a legitimately great question. And I know they've been around a lot longer than we have and they've come a lot closer than we have here in Jacksonville and and it was a, it was a hard-fought battle. I understand. And they're very excited for their their first Lombardi trophy. But, I mean, I've never been that excited about anything at all. And, I, you know, what I get I'm a pretty excitable, passionate guy. I've had two kids. I got excited when my kids were born. I got excited when I got married. I got excited when I got this show. I got excited you know, when I was hanging out with Herman Cain for the first time. I got excited uh, at the last election. You know, but I, I've never been that excited that I've that I've walked down the street, seen a pile of that and thought, you know what? I am so excited. I just I just need to I need a I need to I need a bite of that right now. Anyway, if you want to see it, just Google it. On, you'll find it on the 
find it on the internet, but oh my gosh. What better way to celebrate a Super Bowl win than to smash up your city and destroy it? Yeah, it, it is an interesting way to celebrate. But I'll tell you what, great game nonetheless. And there was, of course, controversy, as there always is. And then, of course, there were commercials, some of which were controversial, some of which were just creepy and disturbing. Some were actually pretty good. And if you look at the ad meter, uh, as we tend to do with the USA Today commercial, which garnered the most the support, the most like people loved this ad more than any, featured of all people Jeff Bezos from Amazon.com. Now, Amazon.com, probably one of the richest, if not one of the three richest companies in the world. Jeff Bezos, hands down, the wealthiest man in the universe. And for whatever reason, he felt that his Alexa product needed an advertisement. Or maybe he just wanted to be in an ad during the Super Bowl, which is probably more likely. So he wrote the check and he plunked down the money and he came up with his ad. And it was it was it took the top spot. It ran in the fourth quarter. It ran in the fourth quarter, which typically all the favorite ads run earlier uh, in the game. But it was basically Alexa losing her voice and then celebrities stepping in to uh, to take her place. My favorite, of course, was Gordon Ramsay uh, from Hell's Kitchen. Alexa, show me a recipe for a grilled cheese sandwich. Pathetic. You're 32 years of age. And you don't know how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Its name is the recipe, you It was just a great, I never thought of that. Like when you say grilled cheese sandwich, it's basically, that is the recipe. You know, you put a cheese sandwich and you grill it. And I mean, that's, that's all. It's like macaroni and cheese. You got macaroni and cheese and you know, you're done. Uh, but that, that was a very highly uh, anticipated and, and scored commercial. There was another one for the NFL, which made fun of the touchdown dances, where Odell Beckham Jr. and Eli Manning did kind of a uh, their own touchdown performance. They were practicing it, and it was a recreation of the iconic scene from the movie Dirty Dancing. You work on that thing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get it. Yeah. They throw the ball, they get the touchdown, and then they do the whole baby and Johnny dance uh, to, uh, you know, I had the time of my life. And it was, it was, you know what? It was actually probably one of my favorite ads. Uh, and I thought very well done, even though, you know, it would never. <laughs> okay. Now that I'm watching again, there are still disturbing points. But also, uh, kudos to the guys because they did an awesome job uh, recreating. It was much better than the actual live recreation of Dirty Dancing that they aired on television um, a few weeks back. And then, of course, there was one ad which ruffled a lot of feathers. There was one ad which, you know, because there's always ads, something, there's always one ad that shocks people or people are disturbed by. And this one was for Ram trucks. And people were very upset. There was a Twitter backlash. There was a, you know, on Facebook storm. I saw people rallying against the company. And, uh, you know, one guy that I follow on social media posted the ad agency's name and address and said, you need to start sending letters. You need to start complaining. You need to tell the ad agency how inappropriate this ad was. And the ad was inappropriate because it was for Ram pickup trucks. And it utilized a speech given by Martin Luther King Jr. legitimately on February 4th, like 50 years from yesterday during the Super Bowl. If you want to be important, wonderful. If you want to be recognized, wonderful. If you want to be great, wonderful. But recognize that shall be your servant. That's a new definition of greatness. 
Yeah, that's a new definition. Great, a great speech. You know, very popular speech. Very uh, monumental character and uh, and figure in American history. And Ram Trucks decided to use it to sell trucks. And I, I mean, I, I assume someone must have signed off on the recording. I don't know if it's the uh, if it's the King family or who else. But they they put it out there, and whoo, the firestorm was ridiculous. Uh, you know, even this morning I was waking up and I was seeing all these people that are that are petitioning against Ram and now boycotting against Ram. And well, you know, that always happens. That always happens. In fact, I think there's a group of people that sit around watching the Super Bowl just to make a list of things that they should boycott. There was another commercial I'm going to play you that didn't have speeches from Martin Luther King, but had speeches from some of your favorite presidents. And I'll tell you what that's all about here in just a minute. Three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. Was there a commercial that really struck home with you or, or really ticked you off? 3401045. This is the Mark K Show. We got your phone calls coming up. Yeah, I, w- I was double checking the, uh, I was rereading the headline once again just to make sure that I had it right. And sure enough, celebrating fan eats something unbelievably disgusting off floor after, uh, the Eagles take home their first Super Bowl. I mean, I, I, you know what? It's getting more and more difficult to become a parent these days because I literally just last week sat my kids down and told them not to eat Tide Pods. Again, something I never thought I'd have to do. Sit my kids down and say, hey, you know not to eat detergent, right? Even though it looks pretty. And they, they, they assured me that, yeah, they were not going to. They were not getting any Tide Pods and that it was, and they understood. But now I'm going to have to say, hey, guess, by the way, I know that you guys like sports and, you know, they both play golf and, and football and my daughter's interested in volleyball. And, and now I have to sit them back and say, hey, just so you know, if you ever have like a big victory or if you ever win and you want to go out and celebrate, you know not to eat, <laughs> you know not to eat horse poop, right? And I, I, I mean, it, it almost, they're going to look at me like I'm an idiot. And be like, yeah, yeah, we know. They're gonna be like, yeah, Dad, we know, we know. That's that's not something we're. Anyway, that's uh, that's what's happening in the world. <laughs> that's what's happening, and that's a new face of sports celebrations. Uh, but anyway, so this uh, Martin Luther King Jr. ad for Ram Truck was uh, very disturbing to a lot of people. They don't like that Martin Luther King Jr. speeches were used to sell trucks. However, this is interesting because there was another ad very similar. It was an ad for a new TV show. A new TV show, uh, and it was starring, or it's starring, uh, was John Krasinski, who played Jim on The Office, and he now plays like an action superhero, action superhero Jack Ryan. And to promote this TV show, they use speeches too, famous speeches of presidents. United, there is little we cannot do to assure the survival of liberty. Jack Ryan. It will not be easy. We will face challenges. And even in the toughest times, we lift our eyes to the broad horizon ahead. Let's not forget that freedom is more powerful than fear. And then at the end, they end with a Reagan quote. But I, it was, I was amazing because I was Googling today looking for the shock and disappointment that famous presidential speeches were used to sell a TV show. Couldn't find one article. Couldn't find one. Everyone was all upset that Martin Luther King Jr. was used to sell trucks. But nobody's upset that any of these other great presidents, Barack Obama. Uh, wait, did I just say? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Ronald Reagan, uh, George Bush, Donald Trump. And then, of course, other presidents like JFK and Barack Obama were used to uh, to pimp a TV show um, starring, you know, uh, Jim from The Office.
I thought well, that is clearly that is clearly a uh, a double standard. If I do say so myself, three four zero one zero four five. We're gonna take a quick break. We got the news here coming up in just a minute. Uh, more on the Super Bowl. If there was anything that you loved or hated, or it may, I mean, you probably some of you didn't even watch the game. I'm sure. Uh, but give me a buzz three four zero one zero four five. More of that and the latest on the memo. I'm putting my fingers in quotes around my head when I say that. Coming up on the Mark K Show on News one zero four five WOKV. It's time for Marky Mark. No one's really called me that since high school, and uh, and it was you know I, I appreciate it though. Thank you so much. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, and I don't. Hopefully you've recovered from the Super Bowl or the party or whatever it was you were doing yesterday. You're back at work, or maybe you have the flu, like like 90 percent of the population. Maybe you're sitting at home right now with the flu, and you can barely. I mean, it, it's all you can do to to listen to this show. Maybe you don't have the flu and you just called in sick and said you had the flu because you were hungover from your Super Bowl party, like probably the other 10% of the population. And whatever the reason, uh, I hope you feel better. I hope you feel better. My, my boss had to cancel the meeting we had today because he had the flu. And, I'll, you know, I'll be honest with you, probably neither one of us was disappointed. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. We are going to get to the memo, but first, uh, we got Brian online in Jacksonville. Brian, thank you so much for calling the Marque Show. Did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday? I, I watched the first half. You watched the first half. Okay, all right. What I did you sleep during Justin Timberlake? You... <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, Justin Timberlake was so. First of all, well, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, tell me about the uh, the commercials. Did you see anyone that you really uh, liked? The Eminem commercial it was great. Danny DeVito, will you eat me? Yeah, dude. <laughs> That was great, man. Danny DeVito played the red M&M. He found a penny, and then, of course, it turned him into a real-life person. I'm human. Do you want to eat me? Do you want to eat me? No, thanks. No? Would you like to eat me? Nobody wants to eat me. It was a little, you know what? It was it was one of those creepy, funny commercials. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, did a good job. And uh, you know, was a woman I work with. I went on her Twitter. She said, "I'm surprised it took them this long to turn Danny DeVito into Eminem." Because <laughs> it, it seems like it just seems natural. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, Justin Timberlake, the the whole you know Super Bowl halftime show. And I don't want to get into it too much because I know a lot of people hear the name Justin Timberlake and they go, "Who?" Uh, but he, you know, he came out. It was the the audio quality was eh. His outfit was very bizarre. He ticked off the entire city of Minneapolis by doing a tribute to Prince after he told them he wasn't going to do a tribute to Prince. Well, what he said was he wasn't going to use a hologram. So so what he did instead was he just hung up a big bed sheet and projected an image of Prince onto the bed sheet. So, yes, he did not use a hologram. He did, like, the ghetto version of a hologram. I mean, basically, he made it worse, I think, in everyone's eyes. And, uh, and, the, and the Prince lovers are not happy with JT. Apparently, I didn't know this either, but Prince was not a fan of Justin Timberlake. And so it was equally, it was equally disturbing. They're all, you know, they're all like Gronk today going, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that was, that was the Super Bowl. And you know, there were a lot of other ads that, uh, people loved, that people hated. There were some instances. The game itself actually turned out to be pretty good. It was a close contest. There were some exciting plays, some controversial calls. Tom Brady fumbled the ball. Like in the at the worst possible moment, um, so you know, good good time was had by all. Well, except for the Patriots because they lost. Donna from Middlebury. Hey, Donna, how are you? I'm I'm good, thank you. How are you, Mark? Doing great, Donna. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I watched part of it. I turned it on after not watching football for a long time yeah. because of all the disrespectfulness to our national anthem. Yeah, I was very impressed to see the New England Patriots all. 
standing there at attention, acting like they were actually observing our national anthem. I was extremely unhappy with the Eagles because they were standing there swaying back and forth with both fists clenched against their chest like they still had an axe to grind, and that bothered me. Oh, they that's were what, they were you know, swaying. That's when I turned it off, yeah. Oh, you turned off at the swaying. Yeah. Uh, were they standing though? Because I don't. Nobody like kneeled yeah, or. I didn't see anybody kneeling. Yeah. So that was at least, you know, in, um, one step in the right direction. Yeah. That, all right. They all need to get off their high horse and allow the national anthem to be played like it's supposed to be and observe it like young men. Right. Donna, you sound like you're from the Massachusetts. Are you from Boston? I'm from um, West Northwestern uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. So you're probably a Patriots fan, right? Yes, I was. All right. Well, I'm so sorry to, I'm so sorry for your loss. Hey, uh, they, 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 I mean, you got five more though. So, anyway, hey, thanks. You know what? I, I'm okay with swaying because I too sometimes when I'm standing will sway back and forth. I know my wife will always tell me, and my kids do it too when they're singing in church or something. They'll start swaying, and it's just like a natural human reaction. But, but you know, fortunately, I looked and I didn't see any. I mean, and I'll go back and watch again. I didn't see any visible. Um, visible protests of any kind. I was also impressed with the Medal of Honor winners for the coin toss. And the NFL really, I mean, they're going all in. They're trying to make, they're, they're really going all in and they are, and they are just militarying it up but to show that they love the military so much. So they get like, it was something like 20 Medal of Honor winners. And one of them was, was this old dude who won the, the Medal of Honor. He was a Marine uh, during World War II. And, you know, a guy that was stood up, who was looking great, too, man, for a man his age, looking great. And he comes up and he did the coin toss and and uh, and, you know, threw it up in the air and everything. And, and of course, the Patriots won because uh, I think they must have bribed the guy or, you know, something. But uh, but, you know, there were a lot of military tri- tributes and Pink, who had the flu, came out and she sang the national anthem, and did a very good job. Um there were a couple of commercials. There was one for a company called WeatherTech, and they showed a commercial where they were building their factory, and they had they had images of 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 guys in cranes and operating machinery. They had you know rebar going in. They had a a time lapse of the concrete walls going up. They showed the uh, the logo being placed on the building that said WeatherTech, and it was just this thirty second. You know, like 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 time lapse imagery of their new factory. And then at the end, they just had this overlay that said uh, weather tech. We built our new factory in America because isn't that what you're supposed to do? And I'll be honest with you, I was good at it was about probably the most political ad I saw. Well, except for the T-Mobile ad with the babies. Uh, but, you know, that one was just kind of that, that one I, I dismissed because I didn't know what it was for until the end. And then I didn't realize it didn't really have anything to do. Didn't really have anything to do with uh, with with cell phone service. Anyway, three four zero one zero four five. If you want to get in here, three four zero one zero four five. But you know, the good thing about football is it's gone now for a while, so we can <laughs> hopefully everything will calm down, and hopefully by the time we return, there'll be new uh, processes in place to make sure that everybody is uh, is respectful to everybody else's you know patriotism throughout the entire football game process. All right, let's get to this memo here because this memo is very exciting. This memo was released on Friday. As I, as I predicted, the memo was released just moments before I got off the air. At like 11.55, I was, we were about to play Fake News Friday. 
And the memo was released. So, of course, we had to preempt fake news Friday. And we only had five minutes to really get in depth into this thing, which isn't nearly enough time. And then Rush Limbaugh had his entire three hours to dedicate to the memo. So hopefully you stuck around for that. Then, of course, Sean Hannity right here on News 104.5 WOKV. He went into it more in depth, too, and and started, you know, uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the conspiracy theories going. Uh, but and then, of course, you had the whole weekend, you know, a day or two to mull it over. But then the Super Bowl kind of kind of you kind of usurped it. However, this morning. You're starting to see renewed interest, and not just in this memo, okay, but in the second memo written by the Democrats. I feel like Richard Nixon is screaming from the heavens saying, if I only made a fake dossier, I could have wiretapped him for six months. This stuff is going on in the swamp is terrible. One of our open mic messages, by the way, about the memo. And yeah, Nixon probably is screaming from that. Well, I don't know, from the heavens. People might argue that. But he's screaming from somewhere. Screaming from somewhere. But so the, this Trump uh, dossier memo comes out and the Democrats go, you know, they're going to hyperdrive. And the interesting, I was just talking to Rich Jones about this. The interesting thing is now that the Democrats say they would like their own memo released. They've written a memo. They want it to go to the Intelligence Committee. They want it to be voted on. And they want the president to, I guess, declassify it or sign off on it and release it as well. And they claim, and this is interesting, they claim they want their own memo. <clears throat> Pardon me. Because they say the GOP cherry-picked the information and doesn't tell the entire story. So they would like to release a memo that fills in the blanks. Okay, now, think about what they're saying here. This memo comes out that says the FISA warrant was obtained uh, with a fake dossier. The Democratic Party and those involved knew that this dossier was fake. However, they provided it and they allowed it to be the number one piece of evidence to the FISA court for the FISA warrant on the Trump campaign. Not once, not twice, but three times. And they they say now that doesn't tell the whole story. We'd like to fill in the blanks. So I, I heard this and I thought to myself, OK, what possible blanks could they fill in? You know what? They're not saying this is a lie. They're not saying this is wrong. They're not saying nobody knew that this dossier was fake. We were all convinced this was real intel because everybody knew in the Democratic Party that it was that it was fake. Every I mean, the FBI, they're the FBI for crying out loud. You don't think they don't know a fake dossier when they see one. But because of their hatred for Donald Trump and their and their passionate desire not just Steele, but other operatives within the uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigation that we now know of, Strzok and whatnot, and probably Mueller, too, uh, and uh, and Comey. He was a very wishy-washy guy. Anyway, because of their deep-felt hatred for Donald Trump, they proceeded with the dossier as if it were real intelligence information. Not once, not twice, but again, three times to continue surveillance on a presidential candidate, a presidential candidate. And the Democrats, when this memo was released, didn't come out and say, by the way, we're calling BS, man. We're calling horse pucky. Like, this is all just a pile of stuff on the street that that dude in Philadelphia is eating. This is all C-A-R-P. They didn't say that. They didn't say these are lies. They didn't say these are full of falsehoods. What they said was it was cherry picked information, not fake information, not inaccurate information cherry-picked information they said that it doesn't tell the whole story not that this is a a fictional story not that this is a made-up story but that this is not the whole story so i spent a good amount of time yesterday and today thinking all right well 
if they vote on it, and they wrote a memo, they're going to vote on it, they want it to be released, how do they possibly fill in the blanks to make this seem like it's still not bad? What do you what do you possibly write down? What what does your memo say that says we acknowledge these pieces of information from the GOP memo? We acknowledge that we knew this work of fiction that was that was that was contrived and paid for by the Clinton campaign, the opposition to the person who we are asking for a FISA warrant to listen in on. We understand. We know that it's not true. We're going to put it forth as evidence anyway. What what how what what are you throwing in the in the holes in that story to make it seem like everything is a okay? I mean, I almost want this Democratic memo released because I can't for the I like to think I'm a creative guy. I can't for the life of me come up with any story that's going to make everyone go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, you guys were totally right. Three four zero one zero four five is the number. This is the Marcasia. We get your phone calls coming up right after this. Yeah, that'd be great, by the way. And leave a five-star review while you're there, because there's only one five-star review right now, and it's for me, which is always awkward. So uh, Google Play, iTunes, The Mark K Show. If you can't listen 11 to noon every day, you can listen whenever or wherever you want, as long as you've got one of those cell phone thingies, which I think by now, I think by now everybody, I mean, my, my father-in-law just got an iPhone, so I think that's pretty much, he was probably the last person uh, on the planet that didn't have one. Also, you can watch video of all the uh, the footage from Philadelphia where not only are people climbing awnings and having them collapse and tearing down light poles and eating horse excrement, but really what's even more fascinating than all of those things is that there are there are thousands of people not trying to stop any of those activities, but on the contrary, screaming and yelling and cheering in support and uh, and basically egging them on. Because, uh, well, that's what they do. That's what they do in Philadelphia. Do you really think that if Jacksonville had won the game last night that we would have rioted and burned down our city? What the heck is going on in Philadelphia? I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have. Because, I mean, I was I barely could. I went to right to bed because I had to wake up uh, wake up early. But anyway, 3401045. So here's how this week lays out. First of all, we're all going to run out of money again at the end of the week. There is, of course, that. Remember that it, time sure flies when you're on a limited budget. And we're going to run out of money again unless, of course, there's another stopgap budget or, a, you know, a full-fledged financing plan put in place by Congress by the end of the week. Uh, more on that in Jamie Dupree's blog. Now, the other thing that's happening is this memo, which Donald Trump, same process applies. The Nunez memo had to go through a vote in committee. Then it had to be passed to the White House. And then, of course, somewhere along the line, Paul Ryan got to glance at it and, and you know, give his two cents. And then Donald Trump has to show it to people and they make changes. And then he says, OK, now it can be released. And they released it Friday again, at, at really at this time, right before I had to say goodbye. Now the shift mem- memo, which has to come out, is going to go through the same processes. And I guarantee that Donald Trump's probably going to wait to declassify this thing until, I don't know, maybe Friday at midnight, oh, maybe just before the government runs out of money. That's that's genius. That's probably the best time. We're probably going to see the shift memo release uh, the, the minute that we run out of cash at the end of this week. Anyway, we're going to be tracking all these stories and more. It's going to be a busy week here again uh, on News 104.5 WOKV. My name's Mark K. This is the Mark K. Show. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 